and welcome back to Stranger Than Fan Fiction, the world's first and only MTR podcast, or Meet the Robinsons podcast, specifically Meet the Robinsons fan fiction, and we, we talk about that, Meet the Robinsons fan fiction. Um, I am your host, or one of your hosts, Alyssa, aka The Rational Dove, and I am joined today by my co-host, Irene, aka The Robinson Way of Life. Hey, because that's so, the only way of life that's important. So we are going to talk about another another fic today. And today we're going into two, two separate different uncharted territories. The first uncharted territory is we're going to be talking about a fic with Wilbur in it, which we've somehow Yay. avoided this whole time. I like it, though, because... People, people gotta get used to other characters, but we do love Wilbur. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so we, we, we are going to talk about 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 a fic involving Wilbur. And yes. second second new thing for the for the podcast is that this is our first M rated fic. Um, yeah, it's a horror supernatural story. Yes, so it's it's a total departure from what we've been talking about in the past and. I'd even say a total departure from what you'd normally find in fanfic in general. Uh, so mm, I, I do read some horror fanfic. It's not quite as common, but I feel like there's always like like a little little niche in every fandom who just likes scary shit. Yeah, and I I have read some horror leaning stuff myself. I, it's it's not really the biggest piece of the fandom pie, but like it's there, um, and yeah, I would say. And the other, it's funny. The other uh, one that I did read that was kind of horror y was was it wasn't the same as this, but it was also pretty similar too. There was a lot of mm-hmm. there was a lot of similarities, but also a lot of differences. So, um, one horror fic that stands out in my mind, not in the MTR fandom, it's called Bad End. In the mm-hmm. Avatar: The Last Airbender fandom, uh-huh. it's by this really, really good author who, like, I don't know, they already know shit or they do research. They're oh, okay. very knowledgeable, mm-hmm. and their fic is a one-shot series, alternate universe where, like, each episode they imagine. It's not every episode, but a, a bunch of episodes they imagine a scenario wherein the characters like end up dying, oh, and gosh. it's like super realistic, worst-case scenario. Like they get tortured. They die of illness. Animals <laughs> eat them. Ugh. They like die of like war, wound, infections. Oh, that's, that's anyway. A horrible way it, to go. it has it has shaped me because that that author was so weird and interesting. But anyway, they sound pretty. We're talking weird. about Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I'm really excited to talk about this fic. But before we talk about mm-hmm. the fic itself, let's talk about the author. Uh, Jake Nickleby slash Nickelby. I don't know which is the Nickelby. I don't know what's the I mean, proper Nickel. way to to pronounce. pronounce. It Nickleby, but it could be Nickelby. Nickelby. It could I don't be know. a Jake. lot of different things. Jake, please, please slide into our DMs and tell us. <laughs> yes, yes. If you're still, if you're listening, if your ears are are out there, Jake Nickleby. Nickelby, please yes. correct our pronunciation. We would appreciate it. So, um, so some things about Jake Nickelby, at least what they've posted on their profile here. Um, so their they... profile is just their resume. It's incredible. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so they 
I'll, I'll read. So basically, just the brief summary. They went to college. They've got they got two AAs, one in liberal arts and one in child development and music. Um, and they're looking mm-hmm. as of the right as of whenever they wrote this uh, profile. They're looking to get a bachelor's in music therapy. And then they currently work, or at least in 2013, they worked at a preschool te- as a preschool teacher at a private school. Um, yep. And they worked with an uh, EDC program with kids from K through. What's grade. EDC? I don't know. Um, I okay. did not. I will look it up because I. That was the one out of all the things I've. I did a lot of research and prep for these for the fix we're talking about, but I did not research this. Which, um, I see. Let's see, acronyms. Um, I think it's. Uh, Education Development Center. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, there's also the other the, the the top three, including that, are Export Development Canada and Everyday Carry. <laughs> so That's not it. it. Ooh. So yeah, she's go. studying Everyday Carry knives. Yes. Along with early childhood development. Yes. Obviously. Um, and she or will they? Okay. Do, you know, do, do they have? Do we have? Can we confirm their pronouns? Ooh, that's true. Can we? I know I, for I mean, a while. Like, I know for a while they went by she, but I don't know like lately, because I don't know. Let me. We have look profile for them. Let me look. Hold on, because they still have a Tumblr. They used. They used to have or Tumblr. They used to have I don't a know Tumblr. if they still have Tumblr. Well, I did find their Tumblr, or at least I found a Tumblr that I think was them, because it had the same profile picture. Oh. If I just search Jake Nickleby, oh, maybe not. Or maybe I need to be logged in in order to see it. That might be what I need to do. Oh, maybe. Yes. Okay. I, this okay, is the, so this is here the they one say, I, I am the unicorn, 30 female. Then uh, they tell us where they live. <laughs> and then Based. they... Oh, they. she has a cat named Thomas. Yeah, so she says that uh, she's female. So and I believe the last former post preschool was... teacher. Yes, so I guess she moved on, and I believe the last post she made was pub was posted in 2018. It was the last time she updated this, so that's pretty recent. I'd yeah, say. yeah, we can, we can say we can make like a very educated guess. Like, a strong guess. Yes, it's not like this is, like, a profile from 2013, and it's kind of like, well... Oh my god, all those, all these links. A slice of Jamie cake. What's happening? Oh yeah, yeah, she has a lot of... Oh yeah, this is her Rise of the Guardians, um, thing. Yeah, so this is what I found, too. But yeah, she's on Tumblr. Okay, so they also have, uh, a... Oh, this this is a different... Tumblr? Yeah. Art and story blog dedicated to Jamie Bennett and Cupcake of DreamWorks. Okay. I see. I gotcha. She's got like some side blogs, Mm. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I can't judge. I have too many side blogs. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, in short, um, so I guess, I guess it's pretty, I think we can be pretty safe in saying that it's, that they are, that, that their pronouns are she, her. At least given right. uh, given 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 her profile. <laughs> I love how we spent like twenty minutes figuring out the author's pronouns before we talk about the story. We are so respectful. That is the thing. We are just so efficient, and we drink respect pronoun juice every day. <laughs> we do. 
I got my shot of, I got my respect women juice here, and then I have my respect pornos juice right next to it. Yeah, I got all the juices, okay? I got respect black women juice, respect <laughs> pronoun juice, <laughs> respect trans up. women juice. And sometimes like, I, like, mix them, you know, into a nice cocktail. Yeah. You, you, the, the thing about mixing juices is you got to make sure that they have the right concentration because yeah, mixing them exactly. dilutes them. And then sometimes the chemicals will counteract each other. So sometimes you just want to, like, buy a mixed respect black trans women juice. Yeah. That one, that one is especially important. I'm just imagining, though, that it's like you go to the bar and then they, they give you, like... Mm-hmm. Like, um, like one of those, like, tasters of all the different beers, and, like, each of the beers is, like, the juices. Yeah. <laughs> so you, like, sip from And the, like, they're all different colors. Juices. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. anyway. Uh, it's a healthy diet right there. It is. Is, is, is essential diet. It's, like, essential vitamins, you know? It's, like, you gotta, you gotta have your respect for juice every day. And your respect yeah, for Yeah, we're a, di- we're a diet day. podcast now, guys. <laughs> and we're on a strict diet of human rights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my uh, anyway, right. so, so this is a horror fic for Meet yes. the Robinsons, and it was published in 2007, December 18th, and I know from TVNart that her birthday is December 10th, so that's kind of weird that I know that. <laughs> but it was published like a week after her birthday. Um, but she updated it like, the third chapter is updated, like, way later in August mm-hmm. um, 2011. Yeah. Which is what happens with stories sometimes. And then she just kind of forgot about it. Yep. She, yes. like, didn't have the energy to keep going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I guess so it's three our... chapters. Yes, this is our first chaptered fic. Although, to be fair, even though it's chaptered, it's not much longer than all the other fics we've been talking about. It's only 2,700. Yes, it's very 3D. 80, 83 words. Uh, which yeah, is... which averages about to twenty minutes. It's a twenty-minute yeah. read. So it's altogether. it's not it's we are we aren't we haven't gotten into the really long stuff yet. Although I'm sure we will get there eventually. Um, okay, I have a question. Do you think Jake Nickleby is the one who started um, calling Wilbur the teen, hmm. or do you think it, this is someone else? Because they. She did post all the way back in 2007. She did, yeah, that's that's pretty old. But it, it is in December, and Fic was being published, like, earlier in the year. Yeah. Like, I want to know, I want to know who started that, and, like, go back in time, maybe yeah. convince them not to, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly possible, because Jake Nickleby was a very big... I don't know if they were, like, big in the fandom. Well, okay, if you ever find the very first mention of referring to Wilbur as the teen, the 13-year-old, the young teenager, the teen, and also also she refers to him as the boy, Mm -hmm. that's less common. I'm just curious. Yeah. I just need to talk to you. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I I haven't, I mean, I haven't really been paying attention to that. I, I, uh, but if I do see it, I will let you know. Um, but like, this this shows up in a lot of MTR fan fiction, and it shows up in other fandoms in different ways. Like yeah. sometimes in Harry Potter fic, they'll be like the wizard, and I'm just like, we know, we know they're a wizard. <laughs> we are aware. Anyway, this is this is like a fact. ginormous pet peeve. 
Yeah. Like, this yeah, is this goes like, straight to the heart chakra. <laughs> yeah, like like one of the things that's a little bit like I think people are very they want it they want to vary up their pros, right? Like that's their instinct. They don't want to I think that's wanna... the thing. They're too afraid of repeating the character's name or repeating a pronoun when right. that would actually be a less distracting and be repeating a pronoun and whatever like sometimes that's that has more clarity especially in this fic where it's mostly just wilbur yeah he, like, he interacts with other people but not like a lot in yeah this the, fic. what i would say is that you can mix it up in other places you know like you can you don't need to be be uh, florid and super snazzy in the um you know with within just that one part you can be snazzy elsewhere um yeah there are times for snazziness but i don't think this is it yeah uh i actually took the time to count all the times uh okay <laughs> because because you're you're the grammar expert i don't know what okay. to call these like i always call them euphemisms but that's not quite right because that's not you necessarily mean... what a euphemism is Right. But, like, the word that's supposed to replace the other noun. Right. You know what I, I mean? mean? I, it's it's kind of like a pronoun in some ways. Or, like, a descriptor. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's a proper grammatical term. I'm not, I haven't come across it yet, and I don't, I mean, I could. Really? Okay, that really surprises me, because, like, <laughs> okay, in Diana Hacker, sorry. I could. Claim it, I... like an mtr fanfic because oh no no it's I everywhere i've seen it's everywhere that. no no i have seen this phenomenon in other fics definitely all the time um, it, and it's I in was... a bunch of different fandoms it's... yeah yeah Eesh. i think it's a very common Ugh. i think it's i would say it's just common in anybody who's who's starting out with writing you know if they're a novice writer i think that's it's very common to see that yeah happening. it's possible so, um so, but anyway, I, I counted them, and that's the joy of command find, anyway. Control yeah. find. So, the 13-year-old shows up twice. The mm -hmm. young teenager, which I put all in one, but sometimes she varies it and says the young teen, the teenager, mm -hmm. whatever. But that yeah. shows up five times. Uh -huh. And then the boy also shows up five times. Wow. So it's like, that's if you lot. want to vary your pros... You don't five times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I definitely know what you mean. It's You would it's... use it sparingly because it's it's this kind of descriptor pronoun thing is like incredibly distracting. Mm -hmm. Um I would say you only use that the best time to use that is when you're introducing a character and you wanna like refer to their characteristics or something so that the reader like can identify different characters and be like, oh, that person is old, that person has red hair, that kind yeah. of thing. Like, if yeah. you keep going, the redhead, the redhead, I'm like, what's their name? I forgot their name. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's 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 definitely, um, it's definitely, like, a, uh, a problem. And it, I think it does definitely, like, suck out a lot of the... Or it distracts from some of the more important details that you want to be putting in your story, you know? Because I think not yeah. every word needs to be draw your attention, you know? Some words you want to have fade into the background and not be noticeable. And I think... Yeah, some words are just functional, guys. Yeah. I don't want to be mean, but it bothers me so much. <laughs> 
it's uh, very it's anyway. a very fair fair pet peeve. I, I I do not blame you for having that pet peeve. Um, so yeah, like immediately you can tell that this person is older and that they they have read stuff. Yeah, I don't think they've read. I don't think she's read like a lot at this point, but she's she knows her way around the English language. She does. Um, compared to some fanfic writers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Oof. yeah. She she's definitely. You can also tell that she's definitely a lot on the older side too. Um, she. Her prose is a little more refined. Um, I, w- I will say I f- did find her prose to be very uh, crowded. What did I write? Hold on. Yeah, I, I, wrote, I wrote, a wrote it was awkward. Yeah, yeah. It was very... So she uh... struggles with describing things sometimes. And then she describes it in a way that's like very awkward and repetitive. And it brings attention to stuff you don't really need yeah, to talk exactly. about. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's, one that's thing like I will the... say though, mm-hmm. Alyssa, did we forget to read the summary? We to did. Our lovely listeners. <laughs> we're talking about this thing. <laughs> we have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did we? Did we, we? Did we say the story title even? <laughs> yes, we said the story's title, the date, and the genre. And blah, we blah, did blah, not. We kind of the... okay. digressed. Yes. Well, for yes. our listeners, let's. Uh, what's the? What let's is the do story? that. Yeah, what, what is this Wilbur, story? Wilbur begins to have disturbing visions of each of his family members and slowly starts to go insane. What can he do to stop these visions? That's, All right. That's it. Yes. That's that a is... good summary. Some people are very bad at summaries. Yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. Just describe your story, man. That's all you got to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a very... Oh, should we do an episode on summaries? Yeah, at some point, yeah, that'd be a good... That would be a good... Uh, Sorry, good I keep episode. interrupting you. Oh, you're okay. Because I think we already did. We already did like the guess the story by the summary. But I feel like yes. when I was reading fanfic, I would literally always find at least one author who was like giving out a very shitty summary, and there are like, or even just like a decent summary. But then they tacked on, "Oh my god, lol, sorry, I'm, I suck at summaries." And I'm like, "Yeah, summaries are one of the easiest things to do." They really are. <laughs> Um, I mean, there, I mean, you know, sometimes it can be difficult, like, uh, like, you know, it's, it's not, it's not always a walk in the park, I guess, but it's also, I wouldn't say you have to be conscientious, so it does Mm. take some skill to get used to, like, what to exposit in a summary and what not to, yeah, blah, blah. Let us know if you want, if you want us to talk about summaries. (laughs) Yeah, let, yeah, please let us know. Um, it's... Yeah, we... We are at the ready with unsolicited advice, <laughs> but if, if it becomes solicited, that's even better. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I agree with you, though, that the prose is a little, a little hit or miss, um, and sometimes it's a little, a little crowded and could use some polishing. I did write down one phrase that I thought was, clu- was especially clunky. Ooh, I have some phrases too. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so one of the phrases that I thought was like weird was some some clunky lines. Like one of them was, I did not write down which chapter it was in, but there was a phrase all that needs yeah, me to neither. be done or needs to be done, and I was like, I don't know. That sounded sounded kind of weird. Uh, there was also. Uh, I think it sounds weirder in context because out of context, 
it sounds okay. But I think because it was like tacked onto yeah. like an already pretty long and complete sentence. Just yes. like it was move very on. it was very like very clunky. I think it was in the second chapter. I think that's what that's where that phrase was, if I remember correctly. Oh, I got it. All that needed to be done was to cut back on viewing such morbid films on a regular basis and he would not have any more disturbing daydreams and nightmares. This sentence yeah is so repetitive it is. you could cut back so much yeah yeah so that's like, kind of like that was like sort of that zone was sort of like what i what i what i pointed to as kind of the the fix cardinal sin i guess like literally all you could say is like wilbur thought oh man maybe i should cut back on them horror movies huh yeah like yeah you don't need to be super floral about that um um, yeah. But what what really grinds my gears is all that needed to be done, not necessary. Cutback is fine. Viewing such morbid films on a regular basis, too much. Way too much. And <laughs> yeah. then he would not have any more disturbing daydreams. Again, this is what the fic is about, so you don't really need to get into it. But then she also had daydreams and nightmares. And I'm yes. like, we get it. Yeah. It was just, it's just kind of um, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And another prose thing that stood out to me, so there's this phrase about Billy, brown curls fell limply around a delicate, lightly tanned face with a look of frozen shock and terror plastered on. So we are very close to like a decent sentence, but shock and terror plastered on. There's there's a lot of words coming out of that <laughs> sentence. Yeah. Which could be shortened. And... Uh, I, I have an issue with the word tanned when we're describing someone who's like essentially white in the movie. Yeah. And a lot of people describe Franny as like olive skinned, which I guess if you want to be like really creative, you could do that. But then you would also have to describe Gaston and Art as olive skinned. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, know have they ever I met would... an olive skinned person? Yeah. I guess they tip. I think Franny's I... like. Franny doesn't really look like that in the movie, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's that. I agree with that. I mean, I guess people might, like, make that assumption because Franny, the Framaguchis are Italian, or at least you mm -hmm. assume they are based on their last name. And, yeah. um, and, you know, Italian people can be on the darker range in some Oh, cases. yeah, there's, 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 a, there's a whole political thing race Italian people are. Right. And uh, Italian scholars are the ones who, like, basically invented racism. But they are also, um, some Italians are also, like, racialized as people of color. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's a huge gray area because they are, like, on the one hand, they're Nazis. But on the other hand, they're people of color. Like, yeah. anyway. That's the whole thing. And then another whole thing also about skin color is the mm -hmm. word tanned, which I really don't like because it assumes that the default skin tone is pale and that anytime somebody has a darker skin tone it's because of like tanning and bronzing and stuff yeah yeah similar to the word transgendered mm. but anyway so on that note i don't like it but also on the note that billy just doesn't have a dark skin tone it's kind of weird yeah it is kind of weird yeah because she because none of the robinsons are really dark skinned at all really yeah they're 
They're like not even white not even like a sheet of paper. Not even in well, the no, they're, they're very pink, I find. Not even in very the pink. like like in the they made, they might have gone to the beach for like two weeks away. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like They don't leave their house. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely but, yeah. think that they have their own private beach and they like hang around the beach. Yeah, like But they also have like this beautiful man-made jungle that they like hide out in. Oh my god, I want <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I I do think describing skin tone is can be a pretty it can be kind of difficult or at least it, it's it's I I Yeah, you, a lot of you don't want to run the risk of like cuz like some words are very, you know, they kind of exoticize dark skin and that's a, a lot any word that describes uh racialized features or skin tone with a food item is usually bad. Mm-hmm. I did. It's I did just, though. Yeah, yeah that those ones are always bad. I remember I was reading a um, this one. Uh, so I was reading like a like this one book by Janet Ivanovich, who published. Oh, Janet! <laughs> Fun fact: My mom obsessively reads, or at least she did. She read Janet Ivanovich. Oh my gosh, Janet Ivanovich is one of those like quintessential like. <laughs> suburban white mom reads you know oh my god amazing <laughs> my my boyfriend's mom reads those books like that like like that's how oh you know oh my god but anyway wow one of the maybe they're in the same reading circle maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah maybe but uh one of the things that's uh pretty interesting to, or one of so one of the so one of the things about those books i don't know how much you know them but i'll say this mostly for the audience too in case you haven't read them yeah. Is, um, well, you have you have told me a bit about the books. So yes. I know way more than I did back when I saw my mom reading them because I was just like, oh, it's just a random detective book. But no, now I know too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, the main character Stephanie has she has these two guys. She's in like a love triangle, basically. One of the love triangle is. Oh, I thought it was like a threesome. Oh, uh, I mean. Uh, I, I think it could be, but the problem is that uh, the two guys are too aggressively no homo for that. Oh, damn it. Like, I feel like they def. I feel like if, if the author wasn't afraid to go there, they would have gone there. But uh, alas, the no homo yeah. went out. Um, <laughs> okay. But anyway, so uh, the one of the things about this um, uh one of the things about this book is that so yeah one of the love interests his name is morelli and he's like the one that got away like one of this person from high school high school and he's like oh geez this like private investigator i think i don't know he's in law enforcement somehow and then oh that's fine and then um so janet ivanovich is is contributing to copganda as well she is wow Janet uh, Ivanovich herself is a bond enforcer. By the way, holy shit! No, 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 not what? the author. I'm sorry, not the author. Stephanie, no, the character. The character. Oh, okay. the character is a bond so enforcer. I was like, usually, crime authors come from a journalistic background, so that was like, that was yeah. a lot. Yeah, no, <laughs> anyway, no, yeah. Yes. So, so Stephanie, the main character, is a bond enforcer. So. Uh, um, and I believe I believe she I, is. 
I believe that I'm I'm pretty sure you know what a bond enforcer is, right? And like most of the audience would know what that is. I wouldn't need to explain what that is. Yeah, I think I think that's Okay. Clear. Um, Google is your friend otherwise. They are it is. Or duck duck go. Yes, that I'm one too. Um anyway. So and then her other love interest is a Cuban guy who runs a security and, company. And is Stephanie by any chance white? She is white. <laughs> Very New Jersey oh, too. This, this no. story takes place in Trenton, which is no. not, which is the capital of New Jersey. But um, I met a white woman who was like very obsessed with going to South America oh, and like dating Spanish guys. No, and like she was, she was very racist. She was like really no. nice to me, but super racist. And I'm just like, oh god. Ooh, no, no. Oh, uh, it's just no, no. weird. And she, she worked in weird. finance. So she that had the money so to, like, weird. go on solo vacations or vacations with her son, like, very mm -hmm. regularly. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Yikes. Ugh. Yeah, anyway. but basically, so, so, so she dates, so one of one of her love interests is, like, is the Cuban guy. And oh, no. he, I forget his real name, but he goes by Ranger. He's, like, okay. he's, he's. That's a very original name it's like it will like definitely make you stand out and you and you get the sense that he kind of is contracted by like different people to like do maybe illegal things um it's, Ooh, it's kind of unclear fun. what his job is he says he's a so security he's, guy he's, he's a cuban like, love interest but he's also a criminal because yeah cubans are criminals I, it's very unclear. I, I did not, when I was reading it, I, I, I was a little confused as to what Ranger's whole deal is, and I think it's pretty Damn. obvious that, like, Stephanie doesn't really all know what, what his deal is. Uh, but But he, he, the first line, within the first page, she refers, Stephanie refers to Ranger's skin as coffee color, and I was just like, no. Oh. No. Yeah, see, this confirms my theory no. that I don't like anyone named Stephanie. <laughs> but no offense no offense if there are any Stephanie's listening out there I am always waiting for someone to prove me wrong <laughs> thus far though Stephanie's eek. have let you down man yeah Stephanie's just let me down every single one <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah it was that was a very upsetting moment also like, yeah, that's all of the people nasty. of color in that book were like in like very sexualized either they were sexualized by stephanie herself or they were like in a sex work kind of facility like one of her like one of her partners oh. i forget her name oh. but one of her partners who's black Ooh. was a previously oh. a pro or was previously a sex worker slash oh that was her oh. previous job and like uh, she she talks about like oh man aren't I slutty or whatever and I'm just like can I stop I'm like no why does this have to be this way uh, yeah so Janet Ivanovich has a very interesting uh, point of view I guess yeah yeah it's also there's a there's a, a little person in this book that like oh no I don't know what the optics are on how she handles that character but it's not looking good is all I'm saying <laughs> Do, does she use any slurs? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think she does. It's just, I feel like he's- Yeah, I guess an editor comedy, would ca catch that. Oh, and, no. like, well, oh. I guess it's not, like, I don't know. Like, like I think people always 
put little people in the comedic role because they're like, haha, it's a little person. But like, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Peter Dinklage never got a role outside of comedy until Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I'm all I've ever seen, so... all I ever knew him for, but before that was he played a played a. Uh, a yeah, he uh, played an character. elf, I think. He played. He's played. He did. He he was an elf. The the Will Ferrell movie, but he didn't play an elf. No, he, he played. played he played. Yeah, a yeah he man. played in the movie Elf, but yes. he was the, he was yeah, the businessman. But that was the joke because Will Ferrell thought he was like yeah. an elvish species, yes. and the guy got so pissed off that he like attacked Will Ferrell. Yes, and it's like a whole slapstick scene. Yes, that scene. That was that's the other thing that I know him for. Well, outside of Game of Thrones, um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was kind of like oh. Like when I was reading that, I was like, "Does the little person really need to be the comedic role? Like, does that have to be how it is? Like, can yeah, or, uh, okay. Like they 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 literally never get talked about in media unless it's a funny, yeah. unless it's either funny or grotesque or like right. It's very sad. It is sad. Um, yeah, because like yeah, I don't know. I mean the whole the whole book's supposed to be comedic in tone, but like. Yeah, everybody the, keep drinking the, your human rights juice and ignore the, Janet Ivanovich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not recommend Janet Ivanovich. I mean, like, like I mean, that, like just even in, like, also mm. just on like a like a writing level, on a plot, like on a prose level, on a narrative level, it's not good either. Yeah. I mean, obviously oh. the the other stuff I talked about should be just sounds very cliche. But also, in addition to that, it's cliche and kind of just not worth your time from that yeah. perspective as well. Um, yeah, she's not thinking outside the box, it seems. Nope. <laughs> she's made 23 of these books, I think. 20... Yeah, I she know, has a lot of books. Actually. She, she has enough books that on each of the covers, because I remember this from my childhood, each of the covers, like, her name takes up, like, 60% of the cover, and the title is just, like, really tiny. Yeah, because she's her own brand at like, this point. Her, yeah, her, um, her own but, name is the selling point. But the point that we were getting to was that the reason why I brought Jenny right. Savage was just as an skin example of a, of, a, of, a, of a book I remember where they referred to a person's skin tone from a, in, a, in a color, like, to food. Um, yeah. And... I mean, it's not like pale skin isn't also described as food, but it's, like, a very distinctly different way. Like, yeah. pale skin is described as ivory milky transparent which is not scientifically true if, if your skin was transparent you would be red <laughs> yes <laughs> it would be yeah. gross yeah it would be very gross anyway white pale marble ivory milk anything else translucent blue, i've seen well there's this one book uh grasshopper jungle that i read for my ya class and they described and the character described everyone's skin tone but like most of the people he described were white and he's like they were as white as as oatmeal <laughs> or their, oh, that's their cute. hair was the color of Wheaties or something and I was like okay that's, that's funny <laughs> yeah especially because the main character is a teenager like that that I can excuse because he's being funny about it and like they're not it's not a sexualization yeah I find it it's interesting like... when blonde hair is described as like oats or like wheat or mm. something and I'm like I have never thought of blonde hair that way but it's true it is very true um yeah Cornelius's well... hair is like a very untrimmed wheat farm <laughs> yeah it's like a hay bale just stacked on, on his head. another another interesting descriptor for white skin snow white yeah which again falls into the category of like 
a little too idealized but yeah. i mean if if your yeah. skin is that pale maybe maybe it is like comparable to snow i don't <laughs> yeah and like i think the most interesting way i've seen someone Wear sunscreen dark skin was um the short story apollo by i'm going to look up her name so that i don't mispronounce it hold on what hold on apollo short story i i know her name i just i just want to be able to i have to look at it to know to make sure i like pronounce it right yeah, there we respect go. author's juice <laughs> uh it's uh chimamanda ngozi adichie there we go um uh cool she's actually a great author high recommend definitely check her out what Um, kind of books does she write um mostly like literary fiction um she has a novel what is what does that mean so like literary fiction. fiction basically um okay was what I would say. Uh, so she's written quite a few books. I mostly know her as a short story author, but she has written a couple novels. Her most well-known is Americana, um, which was released in 2013. Interesting. Um, but she's released a lot more since then. I have actually never read any of her novels. I've only ever read her short stories, but she is great. She's a good author. She's Nigerian. She's a Nigerian author. I, I think she lives in the U.S., though. I don't know if she... I'm not sure. Oh, there's an H at the end. Yes. Everybody, there's an H at the end. Yes. Or else you'll get the to end. the Copa Sudamericana Wikipedia page by accident. Yes. So, so she's, yeah, she's a great author. Um, and, but uh, in Apollo, Apollo is about this kid who grows up in Nigeria and mm-hmm. sort of this, he's reflecting on basically the first guy I ever got a crush on, basically um and the way the he so the way the main character describes his crush he says that he has mm-hmm. his his skin color was a tone of like mahogany wood um yeah which was a different way i never that is describe. that is new i don't think i've seen someone describe skin tones as mahogany yeah i like i like the earthy metaphors though like skin like sand which is just yeah. interesting, or like skin like the earth, which is also interesting, like soil. Yeah, yeah, I think... It, you, you can make it really bad. You could also frame it in a bad way, but you could also frame it in a good way. So that's yeah, nice. yeah, I think I think you, I think think you when it comes to describing skin tone, the way you frame it is very important. And there are a lot of really cool yes. metaphors you can make to how you describe skin tone. Because skin tone, like, it's so, there's so much variety in how skin tone looks, and skin tone can have lots of different, like... You know, because yeah, I mean, skin... in terms of in terms of skin tone, race is just a gradient, guys. It is. It's a gradient. And like, because there's some there's some people who have kind of like more cooler colors, kind of undertones. Yeah, because they have people. more melanin. Yeah. So their skin people... is more opaque, and you don't see the blood underneath. Yeah. So they have like there's the world's um the woman with the world's um, and her skin is kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also like you know people have warmer undertones to their skin so like i don't know my point is is that tanned is a very bleh way to describe skin tone. tanned is not a word that i really it's, enjoy and like i guess for me like to me when i describe skin tone 
unless it's like important unless like it's like an example of apollo where it's like the person's taking like a very close detail into the person's or would be observing that kind of level of detail in someone else i typically just mm-hmm. stick to like light skin or dark skin like <laughs> uh yeah i don't really i mean so it's it's very conflicting it's... in books skin tone because like on the one hand books you don't always you're not always obligated to describe a person's skin tone no but there's still going to be like indicators of race and ethnicity and their name and their culture and their language hair facial features Mm -hmm. a bunch of other stuff yeah so you yeah i don't know authors still have to worry about yeah, you still need to consider all of those things whenever you're creating a character or writing a character of any specific. Oh yeah, there's a there's a skin tone map, which isn't 100 percent accurate because of like immigration patterns, but mm-hmm. like just strictly based on climate, which is really interesting. Yeah. Hit anyway. Me. Uh, we we went on a whole thing about we that. We did, but it's Back important. To... Skin it is important. Skin tone is important, and especially as we are important. dismantling slavery statues and stuff and replacing <laughs> them with cats. With cats. We gotta. Yeah, people have suggested to replace them with statues. Sorry, statues of cats. I think there's one in Istanbul where I could be wrong about the country, but you mean... <laughs> is that a city? Uh, Shit. It's, it's, Sorry, it's I think city. that's a city. Yeah, it's in Turkey. Anyway, you're you're good. Istanbul is a place. <laughs> uh, uh, it's uh, Turkey is the country. Uh, anyway, so the... they they erected a very tiny statue of this cat, mm-hmm. just like leaning against like a sidewalk because there there's this cat who would regularly hang out and everybody thought he looked so chill. Oh, so they cute. they like permanently uh, decided to worship him in statue. Well, not really worship him, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, like after he died. Yeah. And nice. there's also the dog in Japan. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the dog statue in Japan where he, like, waited for his owner oh, until yeah, yeah. he died. Yes. yes I and then other suggestions for statue replacement are the inflatable car dealership thingies the mascots <laughs> that like sway in the wind honestly though that would be that a thousand be... times better than any confederate statue like i will take definitely that over a statue of robert e lee any day of the freaking week yep hondo percento um anyways so this, yes it's important stuff it is important um by the Not way side side note if you are if you are a writer and you have concerns or you want to learn more about good ways to write people of color highly recommend the blog writing with color on tumblr they do a lot yeah of it was work. an interesting um that's an interesting blog and they yeah. they also have a lot of references on the blog for di- many different cultures yeah, well. they have a lot. Of, it's a really good resource. So if you if you're looking for something along those lines, that's a good record. That's one I would recommend following. I follow them. Um, yeah, it's a good starting place. I find. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, okay. Back to the one fic. other thing sure. about the fic. Sure. Each chapter title already tells you who's gonna die. 
So I feel like that's that's a very top priority thing that Jake Nickleby should change. Yeah, uh-huh. It does kind of suck out a lot of the... Yeah, I guess, well, I guess before... I mean, we have been talking a little bit about the negatives, and I do agree with you. I was just wondering, is there anything positive we want to talk about before we get to Swan uh, Or nah? Or is it all is it all just... No, no, no. I think... <laughs> I think Jake Nickleby... I think this is... Is this, like, the first horror thing in Meet the Robinsons? It's kind of the only one that stands uh... out in my brain. I feel like maybe there's, like, two others total i don't on the internet no i would have to look let me look i wouldn't be surprised if it was um the first one since it's pretty old uh, but let me while i'm searching mtr mtr hello uh, uh want filters sort by published date Genre, horror, apply. Um, <laughs> I sorted for horror, and the only uh -huh. ones that come up. Oh, I guess it needs to be weird. Because I feel like Night Caro Sky wants to be horror, so like I'll give them that. <laughs> um, Finding Logic and Unforgivable Acts is a horror and that was published in august 19th of 2007 oh okay so do we do we consider that one a horror though i it's, mean it, it it's involves... definitely a tragedy yes but yeah, i don't it, think it is... like fear is the primary emotion you know it's no. dread and drama no, i i i liken it to I would say Finding Logic and Unforgivable Acts is kind of like the MTR fandom's version of, of Oedipus. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> like like a person okay. who does, does a thing they weren't supposed to do, but like fate bites mm -hmm. them in the butt. That mm -hmm. kind of thing. That's, that's yeah. kind of the vibe. In my mind, horror, horror usually explores the unknown or mm -hmm. like, 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 uh, what's the word? Pri like primal primal primordial horrors you know i don't know right so i fix you know what that's why i didn't find it it was because i forgot to click click the m the to allow m rated stuff problem Ooh. solved yay uh let me let me try that again hold on I actually clicked on spiritual, which is a different tag. There's actually quite spiritual a spiritual of... MTR fix. Well, if you find any, that's that's also fascinating. Uh, there is one. I think I've read one of them too. Is it, it spirits? No, no. Spirit Stone Ooh, is supernatural. Is fantasy. Um, the one I read All was right. by Jessie MTR fan, and she writes a lot about like her struggle with religion, so that makes sense to me. Yeah, so Ooh, now that I've corrected the tag and, and made it so that anything that's rate any of the ratings are allowed, um, yes. Finding Logic and Unforgivable Acts is technically the first, is the oldest one on fanfic.net, at least right now, gotcha. that was published under the horror tag, um, with We Are Broken being the next one. And then the last one that was published was in 2018, um, and it's a Halloween special. Oh, that one seems, cute. That one seems to be Yeah, no one writes Halloween fic. Hmm? But, 
No, I I I just said I want I want to see more Halloween fic. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, but Spirit Song or Spirit Stone, I should say, is the first supernatural one. Interesting. But anyway, um, so, so yeah, um, as you were saying about you were you were talking about horror because you're talking about like good shit about this fic. Right. So the the good shit is that I think this is the first horror fic because whether or not Finding Logic and Unforgivable X is horror is debatable. Definitely yes. not like a normie fic, but it's. I don't know if I would call it horror. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we're not talking about that one. No. But I do think that like her going in a genre like that is interesting. MTR, the movie, did get like a wee bit dark. But, you know, it like did. zombie apocalypse dark. Not no. like super dark. But like, you know, Wilbur's, I mean, sorry, Lewis's future family did like try to kill him as they were brainwashed yes. by his evil hat. Indeed that they he invented. were. But so I also think that means that this fic is not totally out of place in the MTR franchise mm -hmm. because of that. So totally, you know, it's actually, it actually makes sense, but it's also yeah. totally like, you know, super unique to all the other fics. And the imagery of of Lefty being chopped up into calamari is something yeah. that I've remembered for like a really long time since reading this fic. So mm -hmm. kudos to Jake Nickleby for that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things that I, one of the comments or one of the positives that I had was that I felt that the visuals, like some of the specific details were really good. Like I thought... Mm -hmm. You know, like they mention, oh, um, he's gonna have chicken ramen for dinner, which yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get back to the chicken ramen. But I do think that she goes into a lot of detail, which mm -hmm. is nice. She describes in maybe just too much detail uh, a right. small list of Wilbur's favorite cartoons. Yes, which is cute. Yeah, so he watches Speed Racer. Like yeah, that, that didn't even air. That didn't air when I was a kid. No, it it's an air old in 2007. Anime. It's a, but I it's think a... maybe he maybe Wilbur watches reruns. I definitely see Wilbur watching Speed Racer. So, it's got yeah. everything that he's that he likes. I made fun fact, I made my family go to the Speed Racer movie. I knew oh. it would be bad, but I thought it was so cool looking. And it turns out it was like worse than yeah, so that Speed Racer movie was kind of weird. I I don't really know much about Speed Racer. I know I know about it because I I know I mean, definitely too much about anime, but like controversy because it had an all white cast for right. a Japanese cartoon. Yeah, but the costumes were fun. They were, they were fun. Um. Yeah, so we like the concept. Oh, and then... Mm-hmm. Wait, where... Oh. What's up? Sorry, I thought I saw something. You're okay. Uh, I saw something interesting in the... Okay, yeah, here. Okay, yeah. So she she's super diligent in her copyright disclaimers, she by the way. She is very Disclaimer, dialogue from... 
Yeah, Dialogue from Speed Racer is owned by Tatsu Yoshida and Tatsuko no Ta, Tats, Tatsunoko Productions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I didn't even know who these people were. Nice. <laughs> yeah, she is very diligent also, about that. What's interesting is that she writes currently looking for cover art commissions, which I think was something you could do in bigger fandoms. It was very common. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she ever got an answer back because it's just no. a picture of Wilbur. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Unfortunately. Yeah, and another pro, I think, is that she's trying to make Wilbur quirky. Yeah. Just like a regular teen who's not like super emo or whatever. He's just, <laughs> He just wants to hang out. Yeah, he's not like it's I think what's really refreshing about this in terms of being dark is that it's it's not necessarily like dark because Wilbur has a tragic past, but more because like Wilbur has having mm-hmm. things happen to him. So mm-hmm. that I find pretty pretty neat. Um and I also definitely see Wilbur as like a nerd. We can't say that he's a futurist nerd because he lives in the future. Yes. So we we don't know where he stands on futurism. But I think he's, like, really into, like, high-tech stuff from a geeky point of view, but not from, like, a a nerdy point of view. Yeah. Like, from a pop culture point of view. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, we have talked about that quite a bit. Oh, yes, we have. Between the two of us. We've had many a discussion about that. Yeah, I I do think... We sure have. I do think that um, this author does do a pretty good job of giving Wilbur some unique characteristics and making him feel, you know, at least, you know, a little bit interesting, which is more than I can say for some fanfic writers. Uh, yeah, and they give him interests outside of Captain Chime Travel, at least. Yeah, yeah, they they make him they make him seem a little more a little more. Uh, like a normal a normal teen, which is which is nice. Um, yeah, and anything? what's very rarely talked about, they also talk about Wilbur's relationship to Buster the dog. Yeah, so, Wilbur's very attached to Buster. It's like his dog, mm-hmm. which is cute because like we we never mention Buster. No, I've never seen Buster in a fanfic. Buster gets shafted I'm, I'm all almost... the time. Poor man. <laughs> Poor guy. I know. I'm almost tempted to, like, find Buster fanfiction. (laughs) I've only seen a couple of them. Oh, wow. That's more than I thought there would be. There's, I mean, there was one that's titled Lefty and Buster. That makes sense. To put those two together. It's kind of like the baby and the dog and family guy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... Yeah, so any other pros? Um, thick. Oh, I I noted in my notes that I really liked how some of the like one of the cooler details was um when in the third chapter when Wilbur is uh like going into the control room to figure out what's wrong with the electro like the electronics. Yeah, um, I like that makes, there's a control room. Yeah, and he he makes a note of like, um, hey, like that the the control the door to the control room has, uh, hinges, old fashioned hinges instead of the mechanical sliding doors that are in the mansion. Um, and, yeah, and they noted that it's... that 
They noted that that was super be the case. easy to overlook that. Uh, yeah. The way that she describes it is super painful. It's like pulling teeth. I, it's very hard to read. I find it's just not. It doesn't come naturally. No. It's like exposition where you you're you're pausing the movie and you're going to an infomercial. Yeah. But I do think I do share that world building idea that like in the Robinson universe. It'll be like old-fashioned doors and old-fashioned elevators, etc. Mm-hmm. In case the automated ones don't work. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a very it was a very cool world-building detail, and I really appreciated it. I felt like like it was a good it was a good good uh good way to show to show. Yeah, I think something. I think Jake Nickleby does do a lot of reflection on the characters and the world, and I really like that. Yeah. Me too. Um, side note, mm-hmm. Buster is not a character that you can filter. That you can it's fill so sad. You cannot filter for Buster while searching MTR fanfiction. That so I'm is just gonna, pretty like, sad. I'm just gonna <laughs> search R- for the I- word. I guess. Um. Yeah. So I really liked that. Um. And I like there were. I feel like there were there were really fun. Not fun, but like there were really interesting little details like that that I really appreciated and I think that's where the fic shine the most in my opinion um yeah yeah this author is clearly very detail oriented which is both a pro and a con because mm-hmm. sometimes they're very distracting and sometimes they really add to the character yeah nice. um okay update on the buster thing so I did find the two of them that mm-hmm. we were that you were talking about so there's one called to walk a dog and then another one called lefty and buster both of them were published in 2008 yeah anyway that that looks like a very tiny slice of life fic uh yeah but yeah i agree with you on that um so hang on, I just I just want to circle back like quickly to the whole prose thing because mm-hmm. she uses the like descriptor pronoun thing not only for characters but also for objects. So when she's describing Wilbur in the control room and the power goes out and he has this flashlight. She refuses to repeat the word flashlight and will instead repeat words like portable light source. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. And it's just kinda like, there is another one. His light as his light source trailed ahead to reveal more similar pieces to the bionic arm. Or he lifted the portable light source to the affected area. <laughs> it sounds so clinical. Bit. Yeah, it doesn't sound the way that Wilbur would talk, and no. it doesn't sound like a very good narrator's voice either. So, like, whose whose voice are we are we listening to? Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's very also there's like, a lot what? of typos. It's like I saw one typo, and I'm like, okay, this is clearly a typo. Let's just move on. And there's another typo. And there's another typo. So there's yeah. another typo. 
Yeah. It's like, so, some of these could be caught by your, your word processor very quickly. Mm-hmm. It's a whole bunch of bunk. Yeah. Um, uh, but... Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So... One thumb up for characterization, one thumb, one thumb down for prose. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, yeah, so also I wanted to ask you about the chicken ramen, because I think it's, like, in the very first sentence or something, he mentions the chicken ramen. It's, like, the second one. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's very early on. So first, he says maybe his mother can make him some chicken ramen. Yeah. So, why do you think Wilbur loves ramen so much? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of strange because I don't really know why a, a family like the Robinsons would be having ramen as, like, a big thing. I The only explanation I can come up with is... Um, the, o the only... The only thing that I can think of is, like, maybe his friends like it, and therefore he likes it. Like, it was something he learned from yeah, outside I the find it, household. But, I find it a little unlikely and weird, but there is a possibility that ramen has, like, trended so much that it's just, like, a regular snack food in America. Because he is treating it like a snack food and not a yeah. meal. Yeah, so he, he gets home from school and he's like, maybe mom can make me ramen. And I'm yeah. just like, okay. Yeah, and I, I think, um, like, ra like, um, I think that ramen, you know, I mean, like, because it is, it is, it could, it can be like a full meal, too, because it, it's, it is a, well, it's it, pretty. It is a meal. Yeah. Originally, it's normally, it's just a huge meal. You get a lot of, you get meat. And yeah. vegetables and broth, mm -hmm. uh, but since the dawn of instant ramen, it's also just seen as like a very cheap meal. Yeah, I remember seeing in the news there was a ramen truck that fell over, and the cost of the ramen totaled to like four dollars. Oh my god! So it was like four dollars lost in profits for the ramen. How are they ever gonna recover? I don't know. Who knows? Not me. Yeah. Yeah, but the the so I guess I is a very answered weird my own detail. question. And I do think I do think it's it definitely feels like maybe it's something that the author finds interesting and not necessarily something that she would have thought that like the Robinsons would have, but um Yeah, it's, it's a little bit weird. It is a little bit weird. To me, but Yeah, it's just slightly distracting. Mm -hmm. But I also find it interesting. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, so let's see. What else is was there like a um, um that I said needed to be fixed or I thought was kind of weird. Um, so there was one little detail in chapter two, um, when he sees Lefty's chopped up arm. Um, yeah. And like when he sees it, he backs up. He's like really shocked. And then he, mm -hmm. um, back, he was, like, boiling this pot of water for his ramen, and then he accidentally boils it so, he accidentally knocks it off the, 
Like, he gets so frightened that he knocks the pot of water off the stove. Um, yeah. And I, I did, I was kind of conflicted about that, because on one hand, I, I did like, um, I did like the detail that was there. Um, or at least the, the, like, it, it is a very good way of, like, like, adding to the uh -huh. atmosphere of the yeah. scene. However, I did kind of find it a little hokey, because I was like, I don't know, it's kind of, depending on how you, I mean, I guess it's not that hard to knock a, a pot full of water off the stove if you're not paying attention or if you got distracted, mm. I guess. Well, I mean, one thing about prose is that we can be more realistic. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you can make the argument that, like, Wilbur would not really be strong enough to fire a pot, even if he was startled. Mm hmm But it's also kind of... It also just depends on, like, the tone of the story, too. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be scary, but, like, it's still supposed to be kind of cute at the same time. Yeah. So I don't know. But that's that's an interesting... I didn't think about yeah, and I mean, you know, it's, I didn't think it was necessarily, I was, I was, I did like it mo for the most part, but I did have that, like, just kind of random thought. I don't really mm -hmm. think it, like, breaks the story or whatever, you know, like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, like, mm. super, um, I, I don't, yeah, it's I don't not. It's not a cinema sin. No, no, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not here to be pedantic about it. It was just more of a thought I had, and I did think that having the stove, having it clatter that way, was a good way to sort of add to the the atmosphere. You know, like have the setting kind of interact with the mood of what's happening. If that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I definitely get the impression with this fic that we're going from, uh, from like, family members we don't care about to family members that we care about. If she would have continued, I think, like, the very last one would have been Franny or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think this, this, I think Jake, Jake Nickleby was definitely planning on expanding this. Um, yeah, and part of the reason Carl is so early is also we're kind of desensitized from actually seeing Carl, like die from a grappling hook being know. Like, stabbed right through his torso yeah yeah and exactly carl as as a robot he can easily be fixed as long as like cornelius is still alive yeah but yeah, um it, it kind of does suck out a lot of the drama because you know robots because he's fixable it's kind of like well yeah, how do you make Carl's death seem like unbelievably horrible? Yeah, it's kind of difficult. Um, like maybe, maybe you could have it so Carl feels pain. <laughs> maybe, yeah, oh. that is a possibility. Or, or just like emotionally torture him, just like sever his head from the rest of his limbs, oh which I God. think not having not having his limbs would be something that would really upset him. So sever his head from his limbs, Jesus. and then do like um. Uh, clockwork orange thing mm -hmm. where he's got to sit in front of oh he's got to sit in front of pictures of like toasters being electrocuted oh my god <laughs> holy shit oh and man. that's that's like psychological torture for him yeah basically oh boy yeah um, that's how you torture a robot I guess taking notes <laughs> 
five and you torture robots. I will keep that in mind. Yeah, but I agree. It is kind of hard to buy Carl's Carl's bodily harm, I guess, because you know he's he's a robot. He yeah, be... he doesn't even have his own chapter. No. Also, he just he's part of like the lefty chapter. Yes. So. Yeah, so it's it's, it's just so kind of think... like. Just kind of I like, think huh. Jake Nickleby kind of already understands that to kill Carl off is not going to have the same impact. Yeah. <laughs> so she just like tacked that onto Lefty's chapter. Yeah, basically. Oh, and Carl, Lefty, and Buster. So while the, the chapter title does remove suspense, there is still some extra to be had. Okay. Extra what? Um, oh, I guess my connection isn't super great. While no. <laughs> the chapter titles reveal who's gonna die, the lefty chapter still has some extra death. Some extra death? Yes. Oh, okay. Two other characters die in the lefty chapter. I Namely that. Carl and Buster. Oh, Carl yeah, yeah. and Buster, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, they weren't human. No. Billy is the only human, which is kind of weird that she's the first one, but yeah, again, she's like a very neglected character. Mm-hmm. Like no one, no one really thinks about Billy's like inner psyche all that much. No, no, it, it, no one really does. Very true. And we don't have a lot of a lot to work with. Like I've I've tried to work out like some of her character, but it's very hard. Like, we know that she likes trains. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, we don't, there's not a lot to, to grab onto with her character, or at least what's, you know, given from the movie. Um, mm -hmm. It's just kind of, it's very scant and not yeah. very, it's not, it's not in very. Terms of, in terms of plot, I would have been curious how, she's able to raise the stakes without being too repetitive because at some point we are going to get like really desensitized by all these character deaths. Yeah. One and of that's the... Mm -hmm. the potential issue mm -hmm. with making them like become increasingly important. On the one hand, they're increasingly important. So we care more, like more nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, it's like by the time we get to the most important death, so many other people have died. Right. That it's, it's got less impact. Yeah, one of the one of the notes that I had um, for one of my big big biscuit notes is yeah is the big is, biscuit uh, notes yeah yeah so one of the things that I had noted was I said that I want a biscuit now <laughs> <laughs> yeah biscuits are great I love them a nice warm well, biscuit well like, an American biscuit not a British biscuit because British biscuits are like those shitty tea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally. Um, but but basically, what I said was, yeah, your um, notes on plot and my I said while the repetition. yeah, well, what what I said was while the mystery as to why Wilbur is having these hallucinations is interesting, the stakes kind of dissipate after a while. It feels like a weird excuse yeah. to just have some horrifying things happen to the Robinsons. Um, yeah, yeah. There's basically felt... no escalation in. 
hard to locate like a real structure in the plot. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, especially because it's just two chapters. But mm-hmm. also, if if there's like no structure, just with two chapters, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's it doesn't bode well for the future of this fic, which we know for sure is never going to be updated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just. I feel like there's, it's just really just here we just see every single Robinson just have death happen to them, and it's kind of like, and while the, the hallucinations are kind of sh- kind of horrifying, there isn't really any variation as far as we know to the circumstances of all this. You know, yeah, really and I definitely any... think this is an adaptation to the Wilbur gets nightmares as a result of time travel mm. trope. Yeah. Which was like an AJ fic. The fabulous AJ was is like really old by mm-hmm. the Robson standards. It was one yes. of the earliest fics where Wilbur needs to be comforted by Neil because mm-hmm. he's getting all these nightmares yeah. as a result of time travel. Yeah. Like he's he's getting visions of alternate universes. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting thought. Yeah. But I don't think the subsequent people are like taking it farther when they imitate that trope. Yeah, I mean this person is definitely taking it somewhere. I think. Mm-hmm. I think this is less of a this is a result of time travel and more like Wilbur. As a result of time travel, he has access to an alternate universe where there's a serial killer on the loose. Oh my That's god! That's my theory. Yeah, um, yeah. Because. Because you'll notice that, like, some things happen in both universes. So mm-hmm. you could either say that, like, the universes affect each other. Mm-hmm. Or you could say that Wilbur's just imagining the death and everything else that happens is true. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I like to think that there is an alternate universe serial killer. I think that's my theory. It's officially. a solid theory. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Do you do you have any theories as to what's what's going on? Um, I definitely think I think time travel is definitely definitely part of my theory because it, mm-hmm. it makes the most amount of sense. It's it's a huge part of like the the whole Mithros's mythos, I guess, if you wanted to call yeah. it that, or or the the continuity ah, the mythos. and the Robinson yeah. mythos. Yeah. Yes. Mythos the lore, as it were. Um, yes. And I, I, I don't, cause it, you know the the whole sci-fi aspect of it. It could probably, you know, ex- explain away, or at least explain to some degree what, why this is happening. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really think, uh, that there is. I don't know if there's anything. I definitely think. I mean, there is also the possibility that it's it's one of those like Wilbur, Wilbur has like an alternate personality or something, and he's the serial killer yeah. the whole time. And, oh and, no, or something, or or maybe the he's getting visions. narrator trope. Yeah, that kind of thing. Like maybe he is actually yeah. killing, killing, killing his family, but he doesn't like. Maybe the maybe most... these are future visions and the family. Uh, get brainwashed again, and he has to kill his family out of self-defense. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, something like that definitely seems like a possibility. Um, and I think, I, I 
I want to say also it's also possible that like the twist or the original twist was that like the the hallucinations weren't the murders the hallucinations are the happy of the people coming to him be like hey everything's normal that's also mm. a possibility wait 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 sorry what like it's possible that maybe the twist or the or the conclusion or the resolution to the story was that we would find out that the hallucinations or the thing that isn't real is is the is the fact that they're alive and not the fact that they're dead like instead of it being that the that the scenes of the robinsons being dead is the hallucination it's oh that it's, in the real world all the robinsons are dead and wilbur is just like his life as it is normally yeah something like that and like that's he's in, the hallucination yeah, yeah. Like, like he's in just such denial that he he's made this hallucination to cope but turns out that he was the serial killer the whole time oh no um damn so not that i think that, that would be a good solution but that would that is a a potential way this that's like the out. matrix kind of thing yeah it's like kind of like that so it made me think of that Mm-hmm. But what's uh, interesting is when you like piece all the hallucinations together, uh, it seems like they were all all the characters were killed by a stabbing, mm-hmm. with the exception of Buster, yeah, over by a tra- by the train, yeah. And I guess maybe Buster is more agile than the other ones, but like he's pretty old. He is an older dog, yeah. I don't oh. know. I guess for some reason, circumstances require to kill him by a trap. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> also, what are you I, gonna say? I was gonna say my favorite. I wrote in my notes. I just wanted to bring this up. This is this is just a random thing, but I Yay. wrote. I wrote, my dog. The teen despaired is the worst <laughs> line in this whole thing. It was. So cheesy. I felt oh no God. emotion but cringe. So it much was, cringe. It was the worst line. I was like, who thought that? I was like, every I thought... every single word is bad. I yeah, the like, whole like, thing. Why Awful. does he say my dog? Why exactly. does he say my dog when he's home? When yeah. no one else is there? Like uh, yeah, no. If if you if you you're... would you would call out your dog by your name usually. Yeah, unless, you would be like, unless you don't like your dog. <laughs> Right? Like, you would oh, call them by their name. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And then like, the teen, we've already discussed that. Yeah. And then despaired is just a little bit melodramatic. It is. It's like, it's too removed from the actual emotion of despair. Yeah. You know, it feels too poetic, too perfect. Like, yeah. I don't feel despair when I see the word despaired. I yeah, just feel same. like I'm talking to, like, some perfumed poet in the Victorian. <laughs> I, d- I did like the word dying pooch, though. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, but I just wanted to bring that up because I, I did think it was legitimately the worst line in the whole in the whole thing. Uh, agree. Every, every word. Awful. If his dying pooch wasn't real, shouldn't the blood be gone too? Dun, dun, dun. And chapter three. Oh, there are three chapters. Yeah. Oh, wait. What's the third chapter called? Hang on. It's, so there's Billy. There's Billy. There's Lefty. Chapter two, Lefty. Oh, okay, never mind what Carl I said. Because she just she just literally tells you who dies. Yeah, she just she really chapter. does. Chapter. Ooh, that's bad. 
Yeah, like, there's no tension in this story. That's, like, the other thing. It just feels, like I said, it feels like this is just kind of an excuse for the author to sort of throw us a bunch of, like, gross imagery at us without, like, yeah. any reason. Um, which is... Yeah, it, it, I definitely got that impression. Like, even the first time I read it, I'm like, oh, this is a little bit pointless. Yeah, there's not really, like, any kind of... Because, like, like, is in theory the tension or the, the real... Like, the conflict of the story is not necessarily the actual death itself, but more... The, yes, the mystery. The liability of, of Wilbur. Like, why are these mystery... Why are these hallucinations happen, happening? What are What is their cause? How will Wilbur get out of this situation? That's, like, the real nuts and bolts of the, um, of the conflict. But the story doesn't really address that conflict. It just focuses solely on the actual hallucinations themselves. And to me, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely want to see more tension between Wilbur's hallucinations and Wilbur's supposedly real world. Yeah, and we don't see that like at all. We just see like Wilbur having a hallucination, and then the family member who is dead in the vision but is alive now is like, it's like very repetitive. Yeah, they could have, they they definitely could have like had one of them take notice or some of them be like okay you're acting really weird man like what's up and then he explains and then you know what i mean like 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 I yeah just, i just after like three chapters in you would expect for the for the for this dynamic to change or involve but it just doesn't it just they just do the same thing three times over basically and it's kind of like yeah like, yeah you know you you gotta you gotta like spice it up you gotta like add some more breaks you know like you know like maybe have like a longer period of time maybe we have a chapter where nothing happens and wilbur is totally normal and he thinks that the hallucinations are gone but then you know at the end yeah, of the chapter like a fall he has another one where he like, he, he tries he like he takes medication and right. like like he doesn't have a hallucination for a while then it comes like last minute that could be interesting where it's like a false sense of safety yeah, and it would it would you know jive with the whole um, horror aspect of this of this thing. Mm -hmm. Now I do have to say, because this is a supernatural story, and most of the yeah. stuff we've said have been sort of more on the sci-fi side of things, like maybe the hallucinations are an alternate universe kind of thing. Is it possible that there's like magic involved in this? Or like a ghost, or the devil. Yeah. Could the devil have? Oh my god! I <laughs> love, I love when like classic mythological beings come in, come up in fan fiction. Mm -hmm. It's so great. It is. Yeah, like. Why like, would the devil murder the entire Robinson family but spare know. Wilbur? He just you likes know? messing with folks, you know. He's like. He's like the guy, he's like the aliens from But maybe it's it's like Twilight a god Zone. who's like sworn to protect children cuz Wilbur's the only child in the whole house. Yes. So maybe he was spared because he's so young. That's also true, yeah. But the the villain also doesn't care about animals, so He's not. <laughs> yeah, so it's it is very like there is a lot of questions that are unanswered and I do I, I would have, I would have, even though, like, the, you know, clearly we don't really have much regard for this fic. <laughs> like, 
Like we we think it's at least I think yeah. it's safe to say that we that we do think it's an interesting premise and it is cool that someone It stands did. out. It yeah. definitely stands out, but yeah. it's not a good execution. It's definitely not. And um, I am super curious to see how the different family members die. Like how do the frogs die? I, like if, I would drown. I would maybe like drown them with archery. Yeah, or like I would, or like maybe you could like do something. I don't know, really weird. Or you could like, like get a kebab. Make a frog kebab. There's yeah, they're so tiny. <laughs> Go with the calamari. Oh my god. I mean, frogs are eaten as delicacies in some places, so it's totally—it's not totally yeah. far removed. In France, the, oh, I—I I, uh, Alyssa knows this, but some people don't know this. I ate frogs' legs. My oven was broken, so I tried to deep fry them on my stove, which only set off my fire alarm. So the firefighters came, and my thing burned. <laughs> this was like four a.m. On a Wednesday. <laughs> oh, also, this whole thing started because I was, I was reading an ebook in a park, and then I got up from the bench, and there's like a concrete floor, right? So my mm-hmm. phone cracked, and I was so upset by that that Aww. I was like, I just need Japanese chocolate right now. So I went to the Korean uh, store that usually has that. They didn't mm-hmm. have it, so I was upset Aww. again. Then I was like, Oh, they have they have frog's legs. I'm like, Wait, I don't know how to cook. Frog. So I go to frogslegs.com. <laughs> that website no longer exists. This oh. happened in like 2016, but mm-hmm. um, in 2016, frogslegs.com was the first result on how to cook frog's legs. So <laughs> the experts, I guess. Yeah. So then after that happened, the firefighters came and they're like, suited up they got like axes they got like six layers and they're giant helmets and they're kind of muffled as they talk because they have masks and they're telling me like your your meal is burnt and i'm like yeah i know guys <laughs> i saw anyway. it happen with my own two eyes <laughs> what i said i saw it i saw it happen with my own two eyes like in your mind's eye oh no no i, I was i yeah i guess that was what I was trying to say, but like that's also true too. Um, yeah, you are you are like a retrospective witness. I am. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's that's a thing. Also, frogs have like these very fine little bones. They're like fish in that sense. Yes. But according to a lot of people, they taste like chicken, which I guess I would agree with. I don't know. I I, I ate burnt frog's legs that were cold <laughs> in the dark. That sounds so unfortunate. Yeah. It was... Yeah, I've never eaten frog's legs since, but I think I would still order it at a restaurant, so curiosity. Yeah, it's, uh... You know, it's a very adventurous choice. At least in terms of <laughs> and when what you, we're used to. When you buy them, they come, like, pink and frozen, and you just see, like, their little butts <laughs> connected to their legs. Oh my god, that's... That's so weird. It is weird. Uh, They were like pink. Anyway. um, So those are my theories as to how you could kill then eat the meat (laughs) process and frog. 
Oh, I remember Morgan made this huge, like, dark, thick list, like a dark, dark AU and headcanon list. Yeah, I remember that too. It was so long, and he had so many ideas. Like, one of them was that, like, Petunia was a living being, and that Fritz was, like, constantly torturing her. Oh, my Petunia God. Petunia the puppet. Oh, yeah. my God. That is pretty or that, Like, there's a, there's a theme with his headcanons, but then there's another one where uh, Franny's frogs are being tortured in order to make music as well. So it's just Robinsons are just one big torture torture family. Yeah, and then there's another one where like everybody's a robot except Neil. <laughs> oh my god, he's like he's uh, like that one town. Like what if from from Professor Layton? <laughs> oh my god, I just thought of a really sad AU. Like what if what if Lewis um never like maybe he gets adopted, but he's never. Like, maybe he finds out that Bud and Lucille are both only children, and all of their extended family are dead or whatever. Oh my so, god. Like, <laughs> so, like, he finds out that the Robinson family aren't really real. Oh my god. Uh, so he decides to make robot versions of all of them. Oh, interesting. And, like, maybe the real-life Franny just, like, moves away. <laughs> yeah. So he just makes, like, robot people. And the Robinsons are, like, all robots, except for Lucille, Bud, and Neil. And then Lucille and Bud, they die. Oh my gosh. So Neil is just alone with his creations? <laughs> Neil is just a loner who makes robot friends for himself. Oh my god. <laughs> Poor... Maybe, like, other... Maybe they're so realistic that other people can't tell. Oh. <laughs> that would be so awkward. That's... Uh, this is like exactly like, like West. Say that again. It's like Westworld and Ex Machina, but like less, less weird. Yeah, less violent. Definitely. Oh my god. Um. But yeah, there are anyway. of those kinds of head cannons. Um. Is there anything else you wanted to say about this fic? Yeah, I feel, I feel like we've kind of finished our analysis of the fic itself. I yeah, mean, yeah, there's really not much else to talk about here. Oh, there's like, yeah. oh, there's one more thing I did want to say about uh, Wilbur's favorite cartoons. Yes. Because these are all cartoons that were very popular in the 2007, except for Speed Racer. Wait, yeah. Hang on, when did the Speed Racer movie come out? The Speed Racer movie that might came out around it. the same time, I think. I think it was in 2000. It was definitely in the mid-2000s. 2008. Or 2009 is my guess. Or 2010. Yeah. What? Oh my god, the Wachowskis made it. <laughs> yeah, that was one of their projects. Yeah, the wow, speed trans racer. rights. 2008. So I, my first guess was correct. So that yeah. makes sense why she brings up Speed Racer. So, yeah, yeah. Wilbur's favorite cartoons are Speed Racer, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Ben 10. And then also Captain Time Travel, which is, like, fictional. Yes. Yeah, which is it's I you know I always tr I I always have like mixed feelings about like when you're take when you're Wilbur wouldn't Wilbur wouldn't like uh I don't think he would I don't think he would gravitate towards like old cartoons from the two thousands quite that much. No. 
I mean, granted, I did watch a lot of cartoons from the from the nineties when I was a kid on YouTube. Yeah. I think I think it's possible. I think it's it's it is like wholly possible for for someone who's young to like get into media that's older than them. Like, I remember. So if I think about like. I mean, I read a lot of books when I was younger, and some of the books that I got into were, you know, way older than, than were, were older than me. So, like, there were some that were came out when I was a kid for my age group that I read, but then there were others yeah, that, you, that came Yeah, you out. kind of inherit uh, generational nostalgia, yeah. just, like, from the culture around you. Yeah. Because, like, right now we're right at this very moment because it's going to change like in the blink of an eye right at this very moment we have a nostalgia for like the 80s and the 70s mm -hmm. um in 2007 there was like a lot of nostalgia for the 50s yeah Ooh, slowly we're getting more and more nostalgia for the 30s i will also add yeah um but i think wilbur like wilbur will probably have uh encountered 2000s era nostalgia yeah especially like y2k futurism where everything is like silver and round yeah i don't yeah. really see him watching ben 10 though i don't know enough about ben 10 to know if he if he would watch that um i think it's... i mean i think he could but like uh, i feel like you think more out of the box a little yeah. you know to have a cartoon character watch another character. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I hadn't really I hadn't really thought too much about what kinds of real world cartoons Wilbur would be into. Um, I... I've only thought of like fictional ones. I do I do see him as like a futurism anime kind of person, like sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi seems like it's up his alley. Um, yeah, and I mean Ben Ten is kind of sci-fi adjacent because. Ben 10's whole thing is that he summons aliens, but yeah, um... it's got ten of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I feel like he. I don't know if Ben 10 is in his wheelhouse, but I again, I don't, I don't know because I, I don't know enough about Ben 10 to make that kind of educated guess. I, I suppose. I've um... watched like a couple episodes, so I know enough of the premise. I think the Ben 10 family live. I think okay. First of all, I think their last name is like Ten Tennyson, oh. or something. So they're doing they're doing that thing where the character's name is the titles, like Danny Phantom and Danny Fenton. Right. Um, yeah, it's definitely like a Danny Phantom Martin Mystery phenomena. Okay. Right. Also, Martin Mystery's name is Martin Mystery. Weird. Come on. Anyway, um, where it's like supernatural boy had a magical watch or, mm -hmm. and or superpowers so he leads a double life fighting crime in an alternate universe or something and his sister is like a normie for most of the part but then i think she like becomes part of it right anyway it's yeah. not it's not a standout cartoon i Oof. it was like just okay don't say that too loud around some of my friends <laughs> I I have I have I know some people who are pretty big not big into Ben Ten but they definitely like liked it so oh my god is there a huge Ben Ten fandom 
that I didn't know about? Uh, I don't know about huge, but I'm just saying because my, my boyfriend, I think, likes a cartoon. Yeah. Um, I, I like I yeah. said, I've never really watched it, so I have no opinions on it either way. So. I just remember it's like, there's a lot of green. The art style is like half anime, half like American realism. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I don't find the art style to be very memorable. Mm. I don't know. They're just not pushing very hard. It seems very like milk toast. Oh dang! Uh, like I like said, a milk I toast no, sci-fi. I have yeah. no, I anyway. have no opinions on Ben Ten. So, if you trash it, like I'm they don't, like, they don't, try. they don't try to be funny. Mm. They don't try to be funny, and it's not like enough to really take it seriously. So I'm just like. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's from this fic. Oh, last thing I will mention is that Jake Nickleby, Princess Seven Strawberry. Yes. Um, and they even mention that she even mentions that in her bio, which I didn't expect her to do. Yeah, she. But does. She did. She does mention and her. The meaning of her name. Of her username connects to the etymology of her given name. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Like, I really want to know what her last name is, because, like, what's what's the last name that means strawberry? <laughs> Who knows? I certainly don't. But it is it is very behind the name strawberry. Oh my god, you're gonna look it up. <laughs> I really, I'm really kind of obsessed with like name etymologies. Name I think sometimes I annoy people with weird names. They I met really someone named, I think I met someone named like Edwin or something. Oh. And Excuse me. I thought it was really cool, but she's just like, my mom just felt like naming me that, but I'm like, why? Because <laughs> it's like such a, such an uncommon name. It is. For French people. Um. um there's just a bunch of Japanese names. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a lot um, of them are Japanese, so that's interesting. That is interesting. There's uh, some Swedish ones, a Korean one, Lithuanian, mm-hmm. Hungarian, Arabic. Anyway, not important. Um, so that concludes most yeah. of what we have to say about it. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there's anything else that I have to say about this fic. Just overall, interesting concepts, uh, but very, very botched execution. Um, yeah, very and, poor. Yeah, in we... terms of like plot and prose and yeah, yeah. I'd say out of all the fics we've read, this is probably the one that is the the worst. At least the ones we've the talked worst? about. Is it? Do you think this is? Where do you think this this is? In comparison to the other things we talked about on this on this podcast, what other fix have we talked about? We've okay, talked let about me the, see. The mall, the only one who cares. The mall, Rashtam and Porta, and Rashtam and Porta. Okay, where, where I think we, the only one who cared uh, has. I feel like the only one who cared has just as bad prose. I remember there was a phrase in the. Yeah, that describes Mildred's laundry basket in the most awkward way. Yes. Uh, anyway, I don't have it in my notes, but it was just like, very awkward. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I give it points for like a unique premise, but 
definitely bad execution. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the execution was kind of rough. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just going to look through my notes again just to make sure we didn't miss anything that I wanted to talk about. I don't think so. Mostly what I wrote was pros. I wrote about the pros mm -hmm. and then I wrote about the author's bio. <laughs> and then that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and then I guess before we close out, uh, peek at the comments. Anything that we wanted to say about that or... Oh, um... I didn't look at the comments. Did you, did you find anything interesting? Uh, I like... Give them. I think they're mostly positive. Yeah, mostly positive. They're very short. Uh, there were a couple ones. Like, there's this one that was written by someone named Lily Flower, Lily Flower Flower Dash three fourteen. Someone she said has or they they said I don't know their pronouns. Ha has this been discontinued or are you just out of ideas? And I was like, Oh shit! I was like, Damn, burr, <laughs> woof, woof, um. And then uh, a couple people in the comments pointed out that calamari is not from made from an octopus. It's a squid-based meal. Yeah, I think I think in the fic it very awkwardly mentions that. Yeah, it does. Um, but a couple people were, maybe maybe were... she added that in maybe after the reviews. It's possible. Is it? He said it says he shook his head and laughed inwardly. Calamari, he thought. Isn't calamari squid, not octopus? He convinced himself it was. Really, calamari and octopus. That's just ridiculous. So. It is possible that they went back and re-edited it. Um, I feel like they the added comments. that in. Yeah. Cause, cause like Which is tragic because like... I think I think turning Lefty into a meal the most iconic image out of this pick. It is very, very But it's true. You, you you do gotta reflect whether or not um stuff is accurate sometimes. Yeah. You could uh you could say Because the comment in... section will kill you. They will. <laughs> Every time. Um they could have made you could have made Lefty into Takiyaki or something like that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's lesser known. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's uh. Are you talking about teriyaki? No, no, takiyaki. It's a it's a snack food. It's like, like a like a basically it's a squid. It's like a an octopus ball, like octopi meets. Ooh, I might have had that. In in like a pastry or a bread covering of some sort. Ooh, I was just thinking about that. Like a savory sauce, kind of like teriyaki. Yeah, it's so. I went to a Japanese food festival back before the Roni hit. I think that was like a really long time ago. Actually, it was like last year. Mm -hmm. And they they had them. They're they're just cute little balls. It was great. Yeah. Yes. Uh, according to Wikipedia page, it's takoyaki. So I mispronounced that. Excuse me. I see. Ta takoyaki or octopus balls is a ball shaped Japanese snack or appetizer made of a wheat flour based batter and cooked in a special mm -hmm. molded pan. Is typically filled with minced or diced octopus or taco, tempura scraps, mm -hmm. tenkasu, pickled ginger, bani shoga, and green onion, negi. The balls are brushed with uh, with takoyaki sauce, similar to Worcestershire sauce, and mayonnaise, and then sprinkled with green laver, aonori, 
and shavings of dry yeah. bonito katsu 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 ugh no it's uh, i believe it's um katsu ka, katsu obushi oh my gosh the, you can do t- it use use all of your weep knowledge ts in, in japanese is kind of hard because in theory you're not supposed to pronounce the s or yeah mm-hmm. or the t so it's instead of katsu it's like kasu Ka- oh okay. Katsu, it's weird. Like you do pronounce the yeah. T, but it's very subtle. <laughs> okay. This is what I know from watching this much anime. Is that... So I totally recommend the these little octopus balls, squid balls, octopus oh, balls. Oh no, it's no, you don't pronounce the U, right? Yeah, no, it's it's it's. Not I have katsu-buchi. no idea. Man. It's katsobuchi. Bushi. I'm only learning Japanese after I finish learning German. <laughs> It's gonna take a while. Yeah, but it's like it's um, it's basically a um it's a very it's a very popular I don't know how popular it is in Japan, but it is a fairly it's like, you know, it's like getting like, like tater like, tots at the diner, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like it's popular enough for it to show up at a food festival at least. Yeah. So so they could have yeah. made some takoyaki. But I guess uh Jake Jake Nickleby did not know about takoyaki, so they couldn't I think that's a little involved when you're all you wanna do is kill lefty yeah. though yeah it is i mean because with calamari i believe you just cut up the squid and then just fry it fry the rings and then that's right it. so i want to say it's like base. i think it's we need squid. an equivalent for octopus i think it's the squid's mantle like it's not the tentacles it's like the 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 mantle part of the squid you know what i'm talking about like the head the top like, part? yeah like like the like the like the big head part it's like the the fin mm-hmm. The fin part. The, the triangle, thing. the cone, yeah. the conical. Yeah, that's what you cut up and, and then you form into rings and then batter them and fry them. That's typically how you make calamari. You might fry the tentacles. I, I have seen people serve calamari with the fried tentacles, too. So you might hmm. eat the food tentacles as well, but typically calamari is made from the mantle. I actually think I made calamari once in a class, and I do remember oh, cutting cool. up the squid. Like, yeah, squid tastes really good after you get over, like how gross the suction cups are yeah and the weird texture it's very rubbery but i I, yeah i used to hate that but now i'm like this is cool i like it yeah unfortunately i don't i can't have calamari anymore because of my dairy allergy but um right yeah i do usually like like deep fried it is it is a good good uh good appetizer um yeah but anyway um uh so aside from that, so more comments... fun facts on how you could eat lefty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's it. That's oh, it. Sorry. Gotcha. No, you're okay. That's what and I then, meant. Uh, Vixen shadows in the comments, and as always, her comments are kind of strange. <laughs> like, oh they yeah, say... they're like um. Uh, I I are they, are they like a role play? Yeah, but it's it's very uh like it's, I'll read it. Uh, so Go we ahead. got Vix. Great. Wilbur either seeing the dead alive or visions of people dying, spelled with an E instead of a Y. Oh no. <laughs> Something. Oh. He's he's putting them in die. <laughs> they're they're they're, they're, all, they're all gonna be perfect. Yeah, people dying. Something I would associate with suicidal thoughts. Something easier to blackmail with than what I have. Cat. What I the hell? Dead- <laughs> Yeah, I know. Cat, oh. I see dead people already without much thought. Something I call imagination and pictures. Me, 
Great, my other halves are going crazy on me again. Great. The fact he was having difficulty waking up is interesting, though. Visions are interesting at times, though. Keep up a good story and moving forward. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, I so Mia uh, uh, was more of a trope than a god. Yeah, so that was so that was a little. I, I just wanted to put that out there, just because Vixen Shadows comments are always like, like what? Um, yeah, oh, I remember watching one. The Sixth Sense when I was, was uh -huh. really young, like permanently scarred because it was scary. Uh, the Sixth Sense. Did you ever see that? Oh no, I've never seen it. I've heard it's a good movie though. It's yeah, it's a horror movie. It sees start seeing dead people, but they're not ghosts. They're like like corpses. You can see however they died. Oh my god! That's like crazy. right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's like I've heard it's like one of M Night Shyamalan's. Did I say his name last name right? I think it's Shyamalan. M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. I've heard of him a lot of different ways. I think Shyamalan. Anyway, is the, he's is the he's the guy who botched. Yes, that's, that's the one movie of his I've seen. I don't think I've seen anything else of his. I think I've just seen The Last Airbender. I think that's the only one of his movies I've seen. I, no, I couldn't handle watching seen, that obviously. movie. I've what? seen I've seen clips and stuff. It looks bad. It is not worth your time. I watched it because you know me. I, I'll watch anything. Yeah, you love, you love <laughs> trash. I'll watch anything. So I watched it because I was so curious. And uh, yeah, definitely not worth your time definitely not yeah. it's so oh, bad boy. like god damn the word okay of, fun the, fact though yeah. mm -hmm. uh michael dante di martino and the other one mm -hmm. i can't remember his name oh yeah. wait, is it dante di martino or michael konietzko Ooh. yeah still got it anyway so those those two brain dead weirdos they are um the ones who sold the franchise the rights to the franchise in order to be made into a movie yes. and it was between making a fourth season fourth and fifth season or making a movie and they chose the movie so that's the reason we have are you kidding me that movie that is that's the that... reason because oh. the other head writers really wanted to make a fourth and fifth season that would have been so great oh my but god they pushed for like an early avatar like sign me the f up i mean like obviously yeah, and it was based on like like something it was based on like the five elements or something and it was really cool and the, yeah, they would the have had air and energy probably the fourth season was yeah the fourth season was going to be air and then the fifth season was going to be energy sorry <laughs> i forgot but yeah, yeah and the Man. fifth season in the fourth season we were going to find out that there were air nomads and we were going to find out <clears throat> Hang on, I wonder if I still have it on my old blog. But uh yeah, I got really pissed off when I learned that. That's and I just I just want everyone to know that the creators are the ones who came up with the premise, but like a lot of the head writers developed the ideas. And it was yeah. also the creators who pushed for like a like a rushed ending at the end of season three instead of oh. developing it. I know. Yeah. We could have gotten all. We could have gotten. We could have had it all. Like, I mean, I think Avatar is very solid how it is, but like, it would have been 
It would have been so cool to have, like, four or fifth season. But no, uh, we had to have the I can't, fucking movie. I don't know where I can find this anyway. But. Like, God damn it. We got cheated yeah, they, they out really of some wanted solid to do that. content. Also, <laughs> okay, this has nothing to do with MTR, but there is, like, conflict in the writer's room about shipping. Oh in the God. writer's room. So some of the writers were rooting for Katara Zuko, and some writers were rooting for Katara Aang. And mm-hmm. the people who are rooting for Katara Zuko, they just wanted, like, a cute, subtle ending. Like, they would, they would like, hold hands. Right. And they would walk into the sunset. Oh, that's cute. So, yeah, but that's not what we got. No, we got Apparently, him snogging in the camera. <laughs> yeah, and Katara's wearing a green dress, and green really suits her. But mm-hmm. at the end, at the very end, uh, they wrote Katang wins. <laughs> oh and I'm like, that's strange. That's kind of aggressive towards your fans. But it was also like a like a like a gotcha to the writer's room as well. Oh, I see. Which is like double strange. It is pretty double strange. <sighs> like <sighs> I will say one of, the, one of the main weaknesses of Avatar <laughs> was always the romance. I always thought that was like the weakest part of it. Yeah, okay, the only good relationship in the whole show is Suki and Sokka. Really? They had, like, a healthy relationship. Yeah, they did. Like, Sokka learns to to drink his respect women juice. Yes. And Suki is just, like, she, like, comes and goes, and she's just, like, so confident and cool. Yeah, they have a really nice, nice relationship, and I support them. All the other relationships in Avatar are just like, uh They're very like, weird. Like, why, are, why are we here right now? Let's get back to the cool shit, please. Thank you. <laughs> like, like Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it kind of, all the relationship stuff, it also leads into, like, the jokey slapstick tone of the show, I find. Yeah. Sometimes. Which yes. is... Uh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway, um, um, you can tell we ran out of stuff to say about uh, <laughs> we were broken. Yeah. Yes. Although I did actually read the second comment that Vixen Shadow Shadow uh, left. And, oh boy. Uh, it is as always uh, still weird. <laughs> like of course here, here it is. Go. Vix blood and calamari. Not so good of idea of how that looks in my head. Cat, wow, she just put that part in my part of our head so much better. Blah. Me, love the chosen shows, though. Nothing extremely bad. Never mind, actually, about the last real two. Never seen the other two. Vix, I hope you have not seen Captain Time Travel. Speed Racer 2, because we are not even old enough to remember Sailor Moon's release, and that was way after Speed Racer. Fair enough. Oh, horror movies are the jokers and most others' weaknesses? Maybe we should try that. Cat, remember she likes to torment him, so ignore that last bit. It is really good, so don't forget to update. Yeah, so at the end of the day, she's complimenting... They are complimenting Jake Nickleby, but, um... Wow. I know. There, I, 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 I look forward to their comments because I, I never know what to, what to expect. It's always some weird thing. So whenever I see them, uh, I'm like, well, what did they have to say this time? And they never disappoint me. It's always something weird. So. But wow. yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah, so that's the comments. 
pretty normal stuff. Um, yeah. Also, this fic has uh, thirty reviews. It does. Then it's three chapters, so it's about ten reviews per chapter on average. That's not bad. And then twenty-five fave, which means that likely there is more reviews for like the first chapter, probably. Probably, yeah. Nineteen follows, and it... yeah, that's it. Cool. Okay, so I guess that's it for this. Yeah, this uh, review. Um, Be sure to follow us on Tumblr, YouTube, and wherever we decide to publish this, uh, like an audio podcast publishing site, because we don't know yet. Yes, please follow us wherever you can. Uh, please uh, submit your comments or your thoughts wherever you might be able to submit them. Um, yeah, give us feedback. Yeah, let us know. Unsolicited comments. <laughs> yes. Send us your weird RPs with your other OCs. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, if there's ever a fic that you want us to look at, um, feel free to send us send that our way, too. Um, yeah, we're looking into doing episodes about recommendations as well. I get them yeah. on the Meet the Robinsons blog. Yeah. Uh, com. But, I mean, because the um, we haven't fully set up as a recording. But once we do, you can send us messages for everything from recommendations, requests, comments. Yeah, whatever. Miscellany. Whatever you send, send us desires. Send us locks of your hair. <laughs> so that me we may use them in our ritual. I don't know. In our in our witchy evil ceremony. I'm gonna put them in a scrapbook. No, I'm just kidding. Um Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway. So, so that's 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 that. Um hope to see you guys or hope you guys will tune in for the next episode. Catch yeah, you then. see you next time.